Hello, movie fans. Welcome back to the 1980s movie grave. A sneak attack from the 1980s movie grave. You didn't think we were just going to let Halloween roll on by this year and not have something special up our sleeves, did you? Come on, this is the GOAT, joined by Corey G. Corey, how are you enjoying your Halloween night tonight? I love Halloween. You know, I took the kid out, passed out the, the candy. You know, I got the props ready. and I'm taking credit for this episode. I pressured you into buying this movie. <laughs> you did, and it worked. The peer pressure to buy this movie. See, and that's the thing. We're, we're not like them other shows where I gotta find it on the YouTube. I gotta get the download. Today, you recommended, or you want to mention the movie you want to do in the future. I said, give me a minute. I bought it on Amazon. Less than five minutes, you had that shit coming from Amazon. <laughs> that's how much we care about the fans. We're spending money on this shit. I mean, it sounds like a like a joke, you know, the way people joke around on podcasts, but it's really not. I, I personally, well, we've been doing this show for, what, about a month, month and a half now? I can guarantee you I've spent at least $60 on movies just to cover on the show. That's, you know what the shit thing is? See, that fucking Amazon gets you, and I'm sitting there, and I was like, okay, also recommend these movies. Boy, I ain't seen that in a while. Bye. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good one too. Bye. So I'll buy the one movie for the show and then five extra movies come in the mail just because I saw the recommendation. Exactly. You can never get away with just one movie on Amazon. What movie are we doing tonight? Well, you know it, fans. It was no secret. We were kind of dropping hints all month long on the Facebook, weren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're doing Trick or Treat. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Smoking is not permitted in this auditorium. It's the law. Certificates are available at the box office. Thanks for helping us keep the theater clean. As you exit the auditorium, please deposit litter in trash receptacles in the lobby. Please be considerate and don't talk during the show. Speaking of just trick-or-treating, you went trick-or-treating. I was happy to hand out lots of candy because for keen listeners of 1980s Movie Graver, you you know the show that we did last night. Uh, me, me and Corey, remember Corey? Just last night we recorded Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. And I was telling you on that show, if I have a house by tomorrow night, well, guess what? Time machine hijinks ensued and I got a house in time for Halloween night. Yes, you did. And I was happy to hand out as much candy as, you know, not a whole lot of kids, but still good. You know, I gave away two and a half bags, which is a lot considering other years that when I lived in an apartment, I would only give away maybe a quarter of a bag, if that. See what my wife does, and when she went to buy candy, we at the same time, it was not, you know, get it just the other day, you know, before Halloween, she had to buy a new laundry basket. She had this thing, she must have bought $100 worth of fucking candy. But when she dumps it in the cauldron, she's like burying all the good candy and putting like the cookies and cream Hershey's and the nasty shit on top. And, and she that way she can give out all the crap and then she can have like, you know, five piles of good candy to eat for the next month. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty much what I did, too. I gave a handful of Reese's cups away, but them Butterfingers were flying out the door fast. Oh, see, I like I like Reese's. That's my favorite candy. Yeah, me too. Oh, that that fake peanut butter. That fake peanut butter is good. 
There is something good about that. And they have those cool Halloween commercials where they freeze it and then the vampire eats it. Yeah, like the Jack, Jack Lantern has the big scary mouth. I like that. I like that they get into the spirit. Speaking of Jack Lanterns, what did you think of my Crimson Ghost pumpkin? It was amazing. I'm glad you shared it with everybody today on the Graveyard Facebook page. My hands still look like Fred Sanford. It's all arthritis up from cutting all them little tiny holes for the teeth and the hands. Oh, that was very detailed. All the little hands of Crimson Ghost. Because it wasn't just the face. It's like that three-quarters view where he's turning away and he's got his hand up in the air. Yeah, was... the hand. I got the robe, everything. That was some. I'll give you credit, cousin. That was some good pumpkin artistry right there. Oh, thank you. I should have made a semi current pumpkin. <laughs> well, there's a, there's always next year, cousin. There's always That's next my year. logic. You're you're going to need your own graveyard to store all them pumpkins. How many did you do this year? Like fourteen. Uh, I right now have twenty five total because I mean you keep them forever because they're, yeah. you know, they're foam. So yeah, they don't just rot. In boxes in my garage. Yeah. And then the werewolf that I showed you that we bought this year, that's still living in the basement because Christian likes it. Yeah, the werewolf is cool. It reminded me of um, the movie Creep Show when it came out. A theater I went to actually had a special display behind uh, blue velvet ropes. Um, there was just like a table that they set up, and it was a big, like like probably like I'd say about a four-foot by four-foot wooden crate. And every now and then it would pop up and Fluffy the monster's head would come out. It was it was scary. It was creepy. Yeah, creep show sucks. Oh, come on now. See, yeah. see, we're we're rolling along. We're doing a sneak sneak attack Halloween night episode, and you got to ruin it by shitting on one of the horror classics of all time. Yeah, by that hack Romero. If I wanted to hear somebody tell me that great classic movies were shit, I would get the source to co-host this podcast. Yeah. Well, if you want to hear Romero's praises, there's another podcast you can listen to, too. <laughs> that is true. You can hear about eight. <laughs> you can hear about eight different episodes on that podcast, and they'll even track down like his third, fourth, fifth, sixth cousins to tell you all about how George Romero started The Living Dead. Yeah, but we're telling this some hardcore podcast. People stalking his ex-wife and shit. <laughs> I know. But we'll leave all that alone. We'll we'll keep the momentum. You know, we we put back to back episodes, Halloween Four, Return of Michael Myers, which was you know for the eighties was a big huge return of a horror icon. Well, tonight we're going to t- talk about Trick or Treat was actually the invention of a new horror icon. Sammy Kerr. That's right, Sammy Kerr. All right, we'll have some sync instructions here for you. I'm sorry that. You, how much did you spend on this DVD? Uh, I'd have to check my eBay PayPal receipt, but I think I got it for like six eighty six, including shipping. Oh, that's good. See, because if you if you spend, you know, I had to spend like twelve dollars on a movie the other day. That's five minutes of Sunny that I'm out of now. Exactly. You got to do your movie map by how much time it would buy you with Sunny on Skype. That's right. So we 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 got some DVD sync instructions here. Maybe you have the DVD. Probably you don't. I'm not going to... You know, it's Halloween. I want to cut people slack here. You might want to watch this on the YouTube. You can sync this commentary up with YouTube. We're at the 10-second mark on the DVD. It's the red background DEG logo. That's the De La Rentis Entertainment Group. De La Rentis Entertainment Group makes some great movies in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. So I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And when you hear me say the word go, go ahead and hit play on your DVD player. All right, everybody. Happy Halloween. One, two, three, go.
All right. Halo Ventus Entertainment Group presents. I know. Here's one thing I gotta say. Hate metal music. Always hated that faggot ass glam metal music. I always thought it was shit, but all the music in this movie is done by a real band called Fastway. Mm-hmm. It fit this movie in this time so good. I, I actually don't mind it. Yeah, I have to say the soundtrack is pretty good. And the, and the way they did it, I mean, there's a couple different, if you look at the credits of them, there's a couple different bands, but 90% of it is from Fastway, right? I, I actually have the soundtrack. Yeah. The, um, don't you think it's weird, though, that <laughs> a movie <laughs> with cameos from Gene Simmons' A Kiss and Ozzy Osbourne Black Sabbath have no Gene Simmons or Ozzy Osbourne songs that couldn't afford it? It's what I think really set some people off what is the cover of this. Now, in Germany, they have that limited uh, Ragman DVD. Right. But over here, it's like Gene Simmons and Ozzy. It's like Gene Simmons, it's Ozzy the... Osbourne, Trick or Treat. You add up all their time together, yeah. you probably got a minute and a half of movie. I think that turned people off from it, to right. be honest with you. Well, to be, I mean, at least Gene Simmons has a cameo as a character, like actually in the movie talking to the main character. Ozzy Osbourne is like on a TV in a background. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but why would you buy him? Uh, this would be the average consumer. For an Ozzy Osbourne movie, I won't be able to. I better put on the subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great montage. It opens up. For people who don't know, it's about a kid who's obsessed with a um, a metal, uh, you know, singer musician. Sammy Kerr. So, so who would you say really Sammy Kerr is modeled after? Because to me, it's almost like a cross between Alice Cooper and Gene Simmons. Blackie Lawless from uh, from Wasp. That's who you think? Who I, I think was even offered the part originally. Wow. Yeah. And and there's there's Mark Price. You might know him as Skippy from Family Ties. Yeah, he always played a nerd, and I looked him up to what he looks like now. He pretty much looks the same. He's just older, you know, a little bit of gray hair, more conservative haircut. But I have to say, I mean, he looked like a nerd on Family Ties. I mean, no offense to the guy. He looks like a nerd now in real life. But I thought he actually, as the metalhead look, he actually looked not that nerdy. He just looked like the normal kid at your high school that would always listen to heavy metal, you know? And the uh, bully, the main bully, is Doug Savant, who was the gay guy from my show, Melrose Place, and then also one of the husbands on Desperate Wives. Interesting. I knew him I knew him from uh, Melrose Place, but I didn't know his character was gay. I thought he was like the main hunk guy who was getting all the women oh, no, on the show. He was, he was the gay guy. Okay, that's interesting. Because you know one likes Skippy here, because, you know, he's just, he must be the only metalhead in the school. Yeah, because even his nerdy friend really is a, an actual nerd. It's not... Okay, here's the bullying start already. What are we? Um, let's see. What are we? We are three minutes and 16 seconds in the movie. The bullying start early. Doug Savant, he, he poked a hole in um, Skippy's chocolate milk, so when he drank it, it poured all over his shirt. How would he... Nice. Did he have to sabotage hundreds of chocolate milks? <laughs> that or he was fucking the lunch lady. <laughs> yeah, and he said, give this one to hold into Skippy. Now they steal his clothes and his Walkman. Yeah. they In between while we were talking there, they messed up his hair in the hallway, which I didn't really get. Did they rub gel in his hair? Is that what happened? I don't know. You better you said. Now, see, there's only one thing I got to say. If this was the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. they'd have had this shit, you know, tied in where, you know, he was so dejected by Mallory not dating him. Right. He turned into some metal-headed stoner and then. You could have got Teen Wolf in here trying to help him, but he shook too bad from Parkinson's. But, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things you could have done. 
You did a lot of horror ways you could done in here. Uh, this almost reminds me of Weird Science here, where after they take us close, they, they kind of, he trips and falls out and naked into the uh, gymnasium where the girls' class happens to be. See, and I don't get why that girl went to take his picture. Like, if I was him, I would have turned around and been like, right here, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. And, like, I mean, they never really explain if he got in trouble for this at school, but, I mean, I, I wouldn't take Saturday school or nothing for being naked in the girls' lot. Because what are you going to say? Like, sorry, it's your school has a bullying problem. Yeah, that's right. See, this would, they'd have to change this for this day and age. Yeah. He's got. How come every kid in the '80s, especially if it was the outcast, had the like neatest attic room? Yeah, I was gonna say they always lived in the attic of the house. And, and like it, it's like, uh, what do we say? It's not finished. It's just like the the frame of the house. It looks cool though. It does. Yeah, it's, and he must know Sammy Kerr because he's always writing letters and yeah. I mean, they've implied that Sammy Kerr, you know, wrote him back or knew who he was at least. I don't know what the third movie would be in, in this trilogy, but to me, in a weird way, the uh, it's like Trick or Treat in the movie Brain Scan with Eddie Furlong, like the trickster character and Sammy Cursing, very similar to me. I really like Brain Scan. I do too. It's a shame we can't do it because it's a 90s movie, but... Now I gotta steal a Bat 32 line here like you mm-hmm. did not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know how he calls himself Ragman? Right. I got a groove bat thirty two and he said that nickname makes him sound like a dirty tampon. <laughs> Did he say that? He said that when they covered this a few years ago back on the, the the one of their Halloween episodes. Right. I totally forgot that they covered that. I might have to go back and re download that. Now this is speaking on the uh technical aspects of the D V D here, would you say it's fair to say this D V D is a conversion from a laser disc? <laughs> Yeah, I would I would say that. But you know, compared to a lot of those early DVDs, like in the cardboard and all that. Yeah. It, it, and because the I, I just really like this film, it can I connect with it in so many ways. Still, it uh, it looks good. I've seen way worse out there. It could be worse. It, only when you watch it on a super big screen, and if you like stretch it out to make it look widescreen, then you can kind of see like some I don't know resolution lines in it. But if you watch it, like, I'm watching my bedroom right now, 42-inch. I just got it full screen. I don't got it, like, you know, stretched out or whatever. It looks okay. It's, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look terrible. I got hot trivia for you, cousin. Yeah, you see how on the TV the PTA lady is talking, you know, about how he's going to be at the Halloween dance and all that shit? Mm-hmm. That PTA lady is the librarian that was out to get Al Bundy for having a 40-year overdue library book. Wow, that's a, that's almost an encyclopedic knowledge there of uh, you know background lady actors. I'm, I'm well, impressed with that. I know my my married with children because that's when he said he told her he returned the book when she wasn't there, and she said I'm always there. And he said, No, that was the day of the cake heist. You were <laughs> rounded up for questioning. No. They're talking about, you know, he he's doing laundry and he's watching on a little kitchen TV what happened to Sammy Kerr. They showed him testifying in front of, in front of um, uh, Congress and shit. That reminds me of when D. Snyder had to testify in Congress in front of Tipper Gore. Do you think that's where that moment was inspired from? Yeah, and Judas Priest, remember? Yeah, Judas saying Priest. That, that, See, the thing back here was, and, and, and it's true, because I was, I think, like 12 or 13 when this came out. 
you really were led to believe by your parents, especially if you were Catholic, this music was evil. This was Satan's music. Well, I mean, to be fair, the guys were pushing, just to get record sales, the guys were pushing that image, don't you think? Well, yeah, and and, and the other thing, too, you know, because the, the gimmick in the movie, if anyone hasn't seen it, he plays the record backwards, and that was the big thing. If you play your record backwards, you're going to hear prayers of Satan, where his nerd friend got it right. No, they want you to do that. Fuck it up, and then you got to buy another one. Yeah, that that really did. And I even heard some uh, rockers say that along the way over the years. Because, like, let's really now that we're in the 2000s, let's really look at it and picture, like, Judas Priest. Right. They look like a group of queers. I mean, they don't look like no badass Satan killing machines. No, not Judas Priest, but I, I don't know. Certain groups. Okay, yeah. how about Motley Crue? Oh, that, that was supposed to be a big devil band. They look like a bunch of tools. That's true, but the, your your access to bands wasn't as much back then because there's no internet. So I kind of feel like just rumors would start and get passed around until people thought they were, you know... Now, what did you think about that scene when he found out Sammy died in a hotel fire? He ripped all his metal posters down. I don't get I that. Th- I think he's a dumbass fucking fan because he's watching old stock footage on the news and he's like all into it. Like, okay, shouldn't you have seen this before? <laughs> How did you not know your hero was needing? He's probably mad that he just wasted two hours writing the guy a letter. <laughs> when he'll never get to read it. I want to know why when they cast Gene Simmons, they put him in some fucking shit kicker outfit. Yeah, I was going to ask you uh, about Gene Simmons was really trying to change his image at this time. He did the movie Runaway. He played a terrorist and wanted Dead or Alive. And then I think he did this movie next. Um, Don't forget he did. uh, um, Ah, damn it. That one movie where the surfers, they were drug dealing surfers, which starred, ironically, Doug Savant and George Clooney. Oh, what was that? Something Surf? Red Surf or some shit like that? Something like that. Yeah, he was a drug dealer in it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, here here Skippy comes to vent to Nuke Man, played by Gene Simmons. Nuke 32. (laughs) Nuke 32, played by Gene Simmons. That Sammy Kerr is dead. And Gene Simmons, he kind of insults Sammy Kerr a little bit here, don't you think? Yes, he's always angry, and he just, he was trying to kill himself, and, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Gene Simmons is, Gene, Gene Simmons needs to go away. I gotta say, though, I like Gene Simmons' crazy hair back then, I, and I think it probably looked that way because he was getting older and probably dying the shit out of it with cheap black hair dye, but I like his shorter hair that was, like, all crazy, like, almost like an afro. It made like him Steven Seagal without the moose. Yeah, like if Seagal didn't like slick it down, that would be, you know. But Simmons has a beard too. That's true. Well, Seagal had a goatee for a while. Yeah, he did. There, he's giving him the record that he says is heavier than the other records. Yeah, because it, it's I have the... no idea what that fucking means. Well, he's saying it's not like a record that was made to be sold in a store. It was like the one master copy of the record. And it was a special record that he was instructed to play on Halloween at midnight. Well, I guess it's evil, so maybe that's why it's heavier. Yeah. And Nuke Man says, oh, he's, he said, I got a tape of it. You you can keep this copy here. Because yeah, he said he'd want you to have it. Right. 
Which, I mean, if you think about it, this local DJ, and, and this isn't like a real, I mean, look at this radio station, cousin. This isn't like a cool headbangers radio station. This is like leftover from the 50s bullshit. Yeah, this is like Dr. Johnny Fever's old studio. Yeah. Well, like he says, though, he went to school with him because he was from there. Cause, right. See, that's the one part that didn't make sense. We're like, Semaker, we won't let him play the Halloween dance. It's like, okay, well, if he's some big on-tour metal musician... Number one, I never been to school dance to hire a, a satanic metal singer to play. Right. And two, why would he be care if he couldn't go back to his high school to play for free? Well, see, that was the yeah, exactly, and that was the thing is like, why would he? Why would he even think that was a possibility if he's if he's playing like arenas and shit? Like, like let's say the school said it was okay. Wouldn't that wouldn't that high school like dance be besieged by all the fans who didn't even go to the school? You know what I mean? Well, it, obviously, there's only one stoner at this school, so... Yeah. But yet, when he's singing at the end, everybody's all into it. Yet yeah. they're making fun of this guy. Yeah, they make fun of this guy for being the fan, but then they love Sammy Kirk. <laughs> that makes no sense. This guy, is he is a fucking weirdo. Fucking Justine Bateman done fucked him up. Yeah. Now, I actually think he's got a better love interest in this movie, this girl. Oh, yeah. Which I don't understand, because she's like a popular cheerleader type girl, but somehow she wants to be friends with him, and she's actually... She feels sorry for him, is my guess. But it seems like she actually likes him. I mean, I kind of don't understand, I don't know if it's this part here, because this movie don't have subtitles, but she invites him to come to the school late that night when all the bullies are going to break in and go swimming. Now, if you know this guy is like the school outcast, why would you invite him to the bullies party? Because you know they're going to pick on him. Yeah, they're going to beat his ass. And as, as well, they should. Well, I don't know if they should, but you just, you just know that's what's going to happen. Okay, now, I'm, I'm sorry. Now, hold on. And this is coming from a punk rock guy. Mm-hmm. At a pool party, who the fuck goes in jeans, an army coat, a skull shirt, for some reason carrying his homework with him? <laughs> exactly. Well, he does, that, he that, does that have the Ragman license plate, though. That license plate worth more than that hunk of shit car. Yeah, that's true. But see, look at this. This is a big pool party, and here comes this guy. I mean, look at him. I would purposely throw him in the pool just because how he's dressed. Yeah, camouflage he... pants. Chuck. What's he? He's going like he's going to be recruiting. He's got a camouflage pants and an army coat. That is weird. How like back in the day, like the outcast like style was to wear army stuff, considering that the outcasts would never want to conform to be in the military. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I don't get that. Although I had an army coat with the big misfit puss head thing on the back. Did you? I did. I might still have it somewhere. No, I have to say, that, like, I think you see it in maybe Nightmare on Elm Street 4 as well. Like, these horror movies, whenever there was, like, a pool scene, these high schools had great swimming pools. <laughs> I've never had... Wait, kid, this is, like, nicer than the, the, the Olympic one at my gym. I know, like, when I was... Did you notice there was a chubby fat girl naked in the pool? I did not catch that, which is a damn shame, because you think I'd be all about that. Yeah, it was a kind of quick shot. She was, like, starting to get out of, like, the pool on the, um... The, what do you call it, like, the little handles with the stairs and then she just swung around and showed her boobs she was a bit chunky to be being naked in a movie i mean i'm not complaining she looked good but 
don't know. Have, that... we got the, have we got the poll going yet on on your Facebook page? No, that's actually going tonight. Let's let's keep that under wraps. That because that... that's going on your page, not the uh, yeah, right, page. right. I, I can't disgrace the the eighties page with that. Now, see, she is cute. Like I wouldn't mind getting partnering up what fur with her. Right. See this girl that comes up there, the bully girl. She she doesn't this girl uh, talking to him right now. Doesn't she look like Lori Laughlin? Ain't that her name? From Full House on the New Kids. She looks like the porno actress that was in Return of the Killer Tomatoes a little more so. Yeah, this girl comes up and says, how come you're so weird? Like, why do you have to be so weird? I mean, granted, he's not dressed for a pool party, but he wasn't really doing anything weird. Uh, no. I'm just trying to figure out why he had his homework and all his gear with him. Well, he had a backpack on, and the bullies put, like, a big weight in it, so then they threw him in the pool, so he's actually drowning right now. Yeah, but that, that shows you what a punk he is. That was, like, a 10-pound plate. But would, would it really be that hard to get, like, your arms through the straps, you know what I mean? He's just wearing that big-ass army coat. Now, here comes the the girl that invited him. him. Yeah, the popular girl. She looks, I mean, she got a t-shirt on, but you could, you could see her bathing suit. She's she got a pretty rocking 80s body. It turns out he's in the shallow end. They say, Metalhead, you're in the shallow end. Oh, I don't know about that. He pretty sunk pretty far there. <laughs> no, he's just, now he's all wet. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you know, the one thing I got to say, though, he is actually a good actor in this movie. He's he a very good actor. Perfect. He's yeah. really good. I'll be honest, I always remember this movie as, like, not being shitty, but being kind of like a novelty that he was the lead actor. But when I rewatched it this week, you know, being older and having watched a lot more movies, I like I don't I don't have any problems with his performance. And in fact, I think his performance actually makes the entire movie. Oh yeah, and the weird thing is, I remember watching this on pay per view, mm. um, and and that was like two weeks after it was in the theater. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there was some of those ones uh, like that came from these smaller studios. If it wasn't like a major studio. Because I remember Fright Night 2, like, I had no idea the movie existed. Like, I read something in Fangoria, and then, like, just checking what was at the theater that week. We're like, oh, Fright Night 2. Me and my dad went. Like, that was, like, a Wednesday. That's Saturday. Like, I was driving by a network video, and it said Fright Night 2 in the window. (laughs) Yeah. it's. See, now, for some reason, this record is so evil, he's able to see Simicur doing his satanic ritual to kill himself. Exactly. Now, remember when Geraldo Rivera did the Satanism special? Oh, I remember the whole decade was about Satanic Panic. And I remember they had King Diamond and all them people oh, on yeah. there. Yeah, King Diamond always took the blame, seemed like. He sucked, though. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not a King Diamond guy. Now you got Marilyn Manson, you know, well, not so much anymore, but then he took it to another level and then... There'll be someone else and someone else. Now, cousin, I was going to ask you this later when Sammy Kerr popped up in demon form, like literally like a lizard demon, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you now. All right. Now, we saw the, the, you know, we don't know too much about Sammy Kerr from this movie. We just know he's a rebellious rocker, but we saw him crusading against the Senate and all that shit. Do you think... And especially knowing what we know, that none of these rockers was really satanic. Obviously, this movie is about a boy who worships a rock hero. 
and wants mm-hmm. to believe the shit is real. Now, do you think Sammy Kerr was really evil and like that that whatever burning up ritual we saw was real, or do you? Oh think- yeah, be- it would have to be because he would have had to have done something to kill himself to put himself on a record. But the thing about it was was. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense, like, in any supernatural way that Sammy Kerr... Because Sammy Kerr had to make this record before he died, right? Well, obviously, his spirit from the ritual went into that record. See, I'm going to go... I was wondering if you were on that later, because I'm actually, after watching this movie, and we'll see it as it goes on, I'm actually of the opposite end. I actually think it's not Sammy Kerr, like, the whole Sammy Kerr. I think it's actually a demon that uses this boy's worship of Sammy Kerr to give itself the power to come back. Like, yeah. You're overthinking this movie here. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Because you watch it. Because Sammy Kerr was a human, and later on, a lizard demon shows up. Well, that's because he went to hell. But what, okay, like, like you know, when Sammy Kerr comes back from the grave to shoot lightning and kill everybody, like, like okay, I can see why you would think that's Sammy Kerr. But he has too many powers, like, at first in the movie, the way he's killing people is just through magic, through the music. It's not really Sammy Kerr. It's like even that demon shows up and it's not Sammy Kerr. You know what I mean? No, that's Sammy Kerr. Satan gave him powers. Uh, I don't think so, cousin. Okay, here, here, this I'll give him credit. This is a great chase. It is. Like there's actually went through a lot of trouble to booby trap this school. For yeah, this. like look at this guy. This guy actually flew out the school. Down the stairs, he flew. That guy's gotta be dead, right? He flew out the school. <laughs> They're like on the third floor of the school. He flew out the door because there's water or whatever on the floor. Yeah, he had. I mean, he had everything set up right. Yeah, he first he pushed the chair, then the mop, and now he's walking fast. I like how they all walk fast with their asses clenched in the library. Yeah, because they don't want anybody to know what's going on. Yeah, they run through the it's music class. It's a big ass fucking school, too. It really is. It's bigger than the school in class of 1984. Well, class of 94 probably had parts of it closed down, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the metal detectors take up a lot of space. Well, this ain't happened yet. This wasn't in the future. Now, had we seen this after spring break, I bet it was a totally different school. Exactly. I'll give them credit. You can tell they filmed at a real school because when they run down the hallways, there's like hundreds and hundreds of lockers. You can tell them, like I was watching Scream the other night, and I knew for a fact that they didn't get permission to shoot at a real school. They got like little banks of lockers just down the hallway. <laughs> like only about 50 kids at the school could have put their shit in a locker. You know that's not a real school. This is a real school here. It's a real Street. school, yeah. Yeah. I had that shirt that he's wearing, that weird, like, Aztec skull. That Skippy's wearing? Yeah. What, what, was that a band's thing, or just... I don't know, I just had one. They sold them at the record stores I used to go to. That's funny. Yeah, see, see, people nowadays, if there's any... I don't think we skew a younger crowd, but that was the fear for, like, eight years, was that video games and TV and music, Satan was gonna rise and kill everyone, and... Everybody was joining cults, and now you look back at it, and it's just laughable. Yeah, let's talk about the director of this movie a little bit. This movie is actually directed by Charles Martin Smith, He and he has a small cameo in the high school dance scene later, but he was actually the actor who played the nerd in American Graffiti. I hate that movie. Oh, I love American Graffiti. But yeah, I never watched it all the way through. Oh, yeah, I've seen it all the way through a couple times. It's good. But, um... 
But yeah, he went on and he still acted. Like he, I think around this time he got an acting role in The Untouchables with Kevin Costner. But he directed too. Like he did a lot of different movies. Now see, if Mustafa Akkad would have been behind this, they'd have been part 37 right now. Yeah, Dino De Laurentiis unfortunately passed away. If if Mustafa would have made this, there would have been at least three Sammy Kerr movies, I think. Dilo De Laurentiis, they 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 kind of the Transformers movie, I know, or cartoon, I should say, cost them a lot of money. Yeah, I think their heyday was when they made King Kong with uh, Jeff Bridges, and they you know, had the, I actually I actually liked that. I like that a lot too. I, I like the Peter Jackson King Kong too. I've only watched it once. I mean, it was long as all hell, but I actually liked it. Yeah, the uh, I think I just like the Dino De Laurentiis King Kong because it, it actually made me start getting born. Uh, <laughs> the, the rumbling of King Kong in the theater actually made my mom's water break. True story. <laughs> I got to say, another thing about this movie, because I was looking for some horror movies to purchase. My wife was in the mood, and, you know, we, of course, seen all ours. Right. This movie's rated R. I couldn't find a single horror movie in the last 10 years that wasn't rated PG-13. I know. You was asking me for some suggestions. I was like, and it just happened to be all the ones that you asked me that were PG-13 that I've seen. They all sucked. (laughs) Well, yeah, because, and and I wasn't even paying attention. Then I started to look. I was like, PG-13, PG-13. Ooh, a PG remake of an R-rated movie. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be good. Now, speaking of remakes, if they remade this movie now... Do you think they could get away with it being a rock guy, or would they have to make it a rapper? Well, I don't know if you could remake it. Who the well, you'd have to be a rapper. Who the fuck has a turntable anymore? Right. It, they'd my have kid, to... My kid sees my vinyls. He don't know what the fuck they are. No, they have no clue. Like, if you remade this now, it'd have to be like a fake version of Tupac, right? Yeah, that or your iPod gets possessed. That could be too. I'm sure Jason Blum's got that in the works right now. Could be. Now, what do you think <clears throat> about this magic record that you play backwards and like? But when he plays it backwards, like it gives him a different like message every time, right? Mm-hmm. But he makes a copy of it, which we'll see. He gives to the bully to try to sabotage the bully. How could you make a copy of a magic record? Well, he didn't. It, that, it, the Sammy Kerr helped him. You know, he's telling him what to do. Right. You're doing. You're digging deep into this movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, I I think this is like the demonic side of supernatural that is manipulating this kid through music. I don't think because like it, like they don't they don't set Sammy Kerr up before he dies. They don't set him up to be like, have like a lot of rumors, like he killed somebody or something. Like he's just a rock guy. Like it doesn't he make showed him. Just... He'd like biting a snake and drinking its blood and all that. Yeah. But I mean, this movie did not have enough money to cover a backstory. <laughs> you don't think so? Hell no. I mean, the only kind of weakness, like I'll point it out. is kind of the second half where Sammy Kerr starts popping up more. And he pretty much has the same powers, I would say, that Shocker has, that Wes Craven Shocker, Horace Pinker. Well, but uh, Wes Craven, I've often said he's very overrated. He ripped off the idea, obviously. It could. I actually could see that, just because Shocker is so similar to Sam and Kerr in a lot of ways. But um, 
But, uh, I don't know, like, like the whole Sammy Kurt thing, like, that's my only criticism of the movie, is he has too many powers that don't, like, really make sense, you know what I mean? Like, Freddy just had the power to kill you in your dream, you know what I mean? See, I, I... See, that's at room 66. It should be room 666. Right. But he's still taking room 66 as the sign of that's where he needs to walk into. I remember a lot of people wearing that shirt, too. Yeah, I don't remember this one. It's some fast bootleg shirts this kid's wearing. Yeah. They possibly could be custom made. You don't know. You never know. Made in Mexico. Um, you know, I... I Skippy was good, and Skippy is also really good in Kill a Tomatoes, Eat France, where he was telling everybody he was Michael J. Fox. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was a pretty funny movie. The, um... I'll give Skippy credit, too, is, it, is for a guy who made a living playing a nerd character, he actually grew his hair long for this movie. See, and I, I think I like this because, like I said, I had just started junior high, and nobody likes fucking junior high. That's basically oh. everyone's outcast year. Yeah, everybody's so I, could, I felt what he was going through. The only thing is, if I would have had this magical record, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been bitching out. I'd have been taking more people out. I mean, let's really think about what a bitch this guy is. This is his hero. His, you know, he the man he idolized. He had a, obviously he was incredibly gay for this guy. And, and then all at once, oh, we, we don't want to do nothing against the people that are mean to me anymore. See, he was. I, I deemed him to be a punk. Well, see, I mean, the, I, I wouldn't say that because the movie, and here's why I wouldn't say that, is other than like when they pushed him out naked, which they didn't really push him out, he just fell out naked. Other than that, the bullying to me wasn't that bad in this movie. It was it was crossing the line, the bullies was, but it was more teasing than like beating you up every day. So Okay, well, they're obviously getting ready to kick the shit out of him here. Right. Well, this is obviously the scene, too, where, like, up until this point, he loves the power that, you know, Sammy Kerr's giving him, the suggestions, because everything's working. And, like, as you see here, it gets out of hand, and, like... But he still likes it here, if you notice. He just bitched out when it came to killing the guy. Well, yeah. I mean, he... And also, when he, you know, without giving too much away, I mean, even though, you know, commentary, we don't have to really worry about spoilers, but, uh... You know when the girlfriend of the bully gets hurt, then he then he stops. He because he because like even this scene, even though the bully almost gets his eye point out poked out because of this uh, machine right here in a second, he's still like I think if the bully would have lost his eye for real, then he would have stopped right there. You know what I mean? I would have let the guy lose his eye. Well, especially I'll be honest, I probably would too, just because he didn't actually do it. Like he didn't put the guy in the machine. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. Then he could, then all parties involved could have sued the school. Right, because it was just the machine that came alive, like maximum overdrive right here, see? And see my other thing, too, what kind of douche wears a tie to high school? Well, it was the 80s. This is true, but... New, see, new wave fashion. See, now, he made him wait. You know, he wanted to scare him. Right. But what I don't get is after he turned it off, why they all ran away. Well, no, I took it the scene that the bullies realized that he had a magic power right here. Because, like, all this shit just did just come out of nowhere, the way all these machines came alive and shit. I mean, like, they were looking right at Skippy at the time. Like, he, there's no way he could have triggered the machines or anything. 
And he's even telling him, you know, he's dead. He's coming for him, you know, so. It's coming. It's but, coming. But see, Skippy's a little surprised here, too, because he didn't realize, like, that the, like the power was this way. Because before, the power only let that one guy slide out of the school. <laughs> here, the power's going to drill your eye out. guy's eye. Yeah. It's going to be the, the sequel to Thriller, A Cruel Picture. Exactly. And now this degenerate skipping school in that hunk of shit car. Yeah. Damn, he's driving fast on the street. And see, that's unbelievable. Like, that car couldn't go that fast or drift. Yeah. Another thing... Unless Dominic Toretto souped it up. Yeah, which I... Yeah, I don't think this car could go that fast. Another thing that's interesting, there was a little time period, I'd say probably mid-80s to early 90s, where, like, how everybody runs the Canada now or runs the Georgia now. Like, everybody thought North Carolina was going to be, like, where they made all the movies. Where they actually shot this movie in North Carolina... And I think it actually works because it looks more like a small, shitty town, USA. You know, they didn't, like, film it in L.A. or somewhere where it would be unbelievable, you know? You know, when you said small, shitty town, the one I wish you'd invest the money in because I love it so much, cousin, is Black Roses. I'll give it a watch. I mean, I'll see if I can at least rent it. I just remember giving that movie a second chance maybe about ten years ago, and I was, like, shocked by how cheap it was and shit. Oh, it's cheap as shit. This, it it, it kind of holds up for me a little bit, kind of more now on a comic level. Right. And it's got a lot of nudity and stuff in it, but it's yeah. um, this one this one just holds up as a you know just a good. It's like an outcast movie. Right. I remember about Black. Guy, it's about a guy who's in love with another man and he's picked on. <laughs> just like this movie. This dude. I'm talking about. Oh, you're movie. talking about this guy's gay as fuck for Sammy yeah. Kerr. Yeah, but I mean, come on! Like, if you if you're like a young impressionable boy, I like that Sammy Kerr album cover where he ripped off V. Did you like that? Uh, I like that. Or maybe it wasn't Sammy Kerr. Maybe it was Exciter. I think maybe that was a real album cover. Could have been. That's a real Megadeth album. They're yeah. a shitty band too. Yeah, yeah. Megadeth He's like all, all these guys. They made themselves. They had. I don't get what what made people think they looked hard with that tizzed up hair and everything, but yeah. if you listen to it, it's not like, why go to get you so whoa? I mean, it, that, that's not hard music. Now, let's talk about the scene that's going on here. Where his, his mom, she she wasn't meaning any harm. She was just trying to do the laundry, put the laundry. She just started looking at the record albums. Like, she wasn't really upset, <laughs> trying to stop nothing. And then the stereo comes alive, obviously scaring her and sparks flying all this bullshit. Why was Sammy Kerr haunting the mom? Because, I mean, and, and like, why was the mom so surprised that he was so in the metal? Like, first of all, even <laughs> by these standards, that's a $2,000 stereo. He's got about 400 record albums, which even at 1986 prices of like $4 a pop, that's still a lot of money. This kid ain't got no job, so the mom had to buy most of this shit, right? Well, and, and maybe maybe Sammy Kerr was mad that the mom put her skank fingers all over his record. Because, <laughs> I mean, she did look like a typical 80s whore. She, the mom did, I mean, she didn't look slutty, but she did she have the... She uh, though. I mean, I, I'd have fucked her. I mean, she had, like, what do you call it, the 80s poodle hair, where it's all poofed up and curly. sexy. Now, see, look at here. Here goes old homo boy. He's got a picture of me lighting candles by it. Now he's going to put on some dim delights and put on some music. Well, to be to be fair, um, I think it's more of an idol worship because he does like that girl that keeps leap. I'd say that that popular girl that invited him to the pool party. I, I, Would you go as far at this point in the story to say she's a tease at this point? Oh yeah, big time. 
Because his love for Sammy Kerr knows no bounds through heaven or hell. Because that girl, she's inviting him. She's talking to him in hallways. But she ain't really hanging out with him at any time. She's not a real friend. Well, let me ask you a question here now. Speaking on the bully's point of view, not that I'm a bully, but this guy makes fun of him. He calls him metalhead and all this shit. Obviously, he don't like that fucking noise pollution. So if this guy gave you a, a tape and was like a peace offering... Wouldn't you just throw in the garbage? I mean, would you even listen to it? <laughs> well, he, that's the thing is, I think he, ta- this is what I think, because it's a really cool silver blank tape, which I've never seen a tape like that. I think he keeps the tape, meaning to tape over it later, but just his friend, look at this, look at the nerd buddy just looking up this girl's skirt the whole time. Uh, do you blame him? I mean, no, but it's like, come on. His would, friend, now this is the gayest outfit I've ever seen. Okay, this 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 is the first time where I was doubting Skippy's metal fashion. He look, does he look more like a hip hop break dancer? Like break dancer. He looks like he's getting ready to go dance at the Blue Oyster. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Then again, his friend here is his Jewish friend here. Looks like he's about thirty seven. That's true. The, but but to be fair, there's nothing wrong with dancing at the Blue Oyster. Well, no, there's not, but when you're wearing a Pat Benatar zebra headband with your metal... <laughs> that is a Pat Benatar. See, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying gay like it, anything negative to no. homosexuals. I've got gay friends, but I'm just saying these outfits are... When I say they're gay, I don't... They're just... They're very revealing for a man's outfits. Well, but see, the thing is, is, and people back then were scared of them. They're like, they're come them stoners. Look at, the, if I saw a kid walking like, same like goths, or was like, I'm afraid of them. It's like, that's a kid whose face is painted like a fucking cat. What are you afraid of these <laughs> yeah. people for? Yeah, I, I thought the popular girl there is trying to be his friend. I thought she looked good in that scene. She, you know, they're just. It's cute. Yeah, there's certain girls that just, their looks were made better by the 80s style, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could. I'll tell you who I thought was so hot in the 80s, and she's not anymore, is uh, from Tough Turf. That's Kim Richards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to do Tough Turf. (laughs) I feel like we have before, but I guess we didn't. I think there was problems with the the way it turned out. Is that what happened? Must be. If we do Tough Turf, and I'm serious about this, I will through the internet or whatever I have to do, I'm going to try to secure, even if it's just like an email correspondence questions, I want to try to contact Jack Mack and the heart attack. Oh, definitely. Maybe they could even compose intro music for us. That would be fucking great. I bet there would be a lot of horns in that intro music. I would fuck the shit out of this girl. Yeah, the fake Lori Loughlin. This this one right here, this is a different one. This This is a different girl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is the girl that looks like uh, the chick from Full House. This is the one you thought looked like her. Yeah, yeah, this one. Which, that was in that earlier pool scene. Like, it wasn't even really clear that this was the bully's girlfriend. I didn't... It wasn't until this scene where they were fucking in this car that I knew. Well, he had to leave. He was getting sexually frustrated. This guy's obviously... I gotta say, though, he's the poor man's Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, he really is like a Billy Zapka, ain't he? Do you ever watch the Teen Titans Go cartoon? No, I actually don't watch any cartoons. I just, I just gotta say this because Robin wanted everybody to go back to high school 
and then he wrote their parts of what people they could be. What? And at the end, at the end, when he finally snapped and started beating everybody up, he started yelling weird shit like, the enemy deserves no mercy. And then he picked one guy up and threw him on the floor and went, Johnny, you a cream puff. <laughs> so I started laughing so hard I was crying. <laughs> no, okay. You know, we're, we'll see what happens with this girl listening to the Sammy Kerr tape through the headphones. But you clearly saw that headphone that was on her left ear was labeled as the right headphone. So, from a legal standpoint, was this really the devil's work electrocuting her ears, or is it just her improper use of the headphones? Your improper. She's a, obviously a dumb whore. This is some really bad effect right here. See, this is this this is the number one scene in the movie, which makes me think that Sammy Kerr isn't really the ghost. That this is a demon because. Like, okay, first of all, this is a demon now, for God's sakes, man. <laughs> no, you're either a demon or you're a human's ghost. You can't be now both. Once you die and you go to hell, you turn into a demon. This is the 80s. No, a demon is a, a spirit, a ghost that was never human. But we got to talk. I think this is probably Bath 32's favorite scene in this movie. This girl is getting molested by some cartoon. Uh, what would you say? Some cartoon fog? I don't know. Is it fog? Is fog it? Like literally a cart. I've never seen anybody molested on a cartoon before. By a cartoon before. Well, it's really. It was going down. It almost formed like a hand when it was going to pull off the panties there. <laughs> now, when they filmed the scene, it was obviously you could see the girl was um, pulling her own bra off, and somebody was probably underneath the seat pulling her panties off. But they animated in. See, now look, look at that demon with a long tongue. There's no way that Sammy Kerr, dude. No way. That's one of Sam McCurr's helpers. Maybe that's the <laughs> bass player. That's the bass player, Brendan. Now, I have to say, I mean, nothing is this girl, but just the fact that it was so creepy with the cartoon molester. And the cartoon actually, what's the proper way to say is The cartoon actually uh, finger-banged her, right? It pretty much. Yeah, and then the, then the demon came. And then her ears, like, when he pulls the earphones off, her ears literally melted onto the headphones or... If the grease was running deep on her. <laughs> yeah. I bet that scene right there is the number one reason why J-Dog and Bat had to cover this movie. <laughs> is that his mom right there doing her leg lifts? You know, I never knew. I thought it was the, um, ain't that the popular girl that's his friend? No, that's his mom. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. That's his mom, yeah. I would fuck the shit out of his mom. You know, I thought his mom was like a little too old before, but now when you see her in an aerobics outfit, she she was actually a good looking woman in the body. There's Ozzy. Yeah. You know what I hate, cousin? I hate movies where people have like usually when like a rocker type person is trying to play like a, a stiff square, like uh, were they using the mom as TNA in this scene? What is going on here? It's working for me. But I hate when people who have long hair like just pull their hair back in a ponytail in the movie and they try to like pass it off like they actually have short hair. I fuck, I'm sorry, right? That's my pet peeve. I fucking hate that. Well, you can tell he's got it clearly knotted and it's like stuffed on the back of his shirt. Right. And if if he was really a preacher on a show telling you that rock music was, you know, satanic and shit, he wouldn't have long hair like that. Plus, I never liked him. I never liked Ozzy Osbourne. I never liked Black Sabbath. I mean, not personal. I don't know yeah. the guy never did nothing to me. I don't like that music. It's just noise to me. I will say, I bought it for like two fifty, brand new the CD. The uh, was it Bark at the Moon? That's a good album. The one where he's a werewolf on the cover. Remember that album? 
I remember Fozzie Osborne when when Fozzie the Bear was on the cover. That sucked too. Okay, here we have some more demonic powers coming out when the bully comes to his house to confront him for. Do you think the girlfriend who got her ears melted died? You think that girl died? Uh, I don't know. He said she was in the hospital. Obviously, I'm willing to bet she's deaf. Yeah. Now, when um, Skippy like tells him to come back, like these pumpkins keep flaming up, and they and, and instead of just doing it once, they do it two or three times just to show off the effect. You know that they had some gas shooting through these pumpkins. But uh, again, I don't think Sammy Kerr's ghost could make these pumpkins shoot up. I think it's, it's not his ghost. He went to hell. He died. Now he's a demon for Satan. He wanted to go and kill himself to get those kind of powers. I think we should actually let the fans decide if it's Sammy Kerr's ghost or if it's a demon I pretending never said it to be his ghost. He he sold the soul to the devil for power, and that's you know that's his power now. And he's trying to help this ungrateful nerd. Well, now, oh, man, now nobody picks on me. I got a chance to get this girl, but uh, we better not do nothing no more. <laughs> this guy's a bitch. At least 976 Evil was a shitty movie, but at least Stephen Jeffries went all in. Yeah, he actually transformed into a gremlin in that film, didn't he? Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen it, and I, I really, truthfully didn't like it at all. <laughs> I remember, I it sucked. you know, back then before there was the internet, and plus because I was a kid, I couldn't tell the difference between what was a legit, like, movie movie and what was, like, a cheap movie. Mm -hmm. So just the fact that Freddy Krueger just uh, directed 9760, oh, I thought that was going to be, like, the movie of the year. <laughs> and then you see it, and it looked like a student movie shot in two weeks. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it, so this, this... I don't know. I just deem this kid to be ungrateful. Well, let's call it out here. This movie is almost exactly... I guess it's a little over 90 minutes. About 95 minutes. A couple more minutes with credits. But the actual movie storyline is 95 minutes. We're at exactly the 45 minute mark. And he's going back on his word to Sammy Kerr at this point. I know he's a bitch. But again... Couldn't Sammy Kerr, if he could, if he if he could turn into a cartoon and molest a girl, would he? Would Sammy Kerr even need this nerdy kid anymore at this point? Well, no, but I think he actually liked the kid. And the kid, I think, by doing this, was giving him more power or something. See, that's I what I'm he, saying. I think he just got mad finally. It was like, "You fucking ungrateful tool! Right. I'm gonna fucking kill you and all your friends. I was gonna let you live." Because, I mean, without getting ahead of ourselves, he starts, because he, he realizes he can't get Skippy to do anything anymore, he turns to the, the nerdy friend and uh, starts threatening him to do his bidding soon. See, Skippy's just, I don't know, I just deemed him to be ungrateful. <laughs> What's he supposed to be grateful? I mean, nothing's really changed. The bully just wants to beat him up more. No, remember he said, you got better stay the hell away from me. So now the bullies are scared of him. I guess that's true. And was 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 um was that one popular girl? Was she she wasn't hitting on him until he got this this record? Um, I can't remember the chronology, but maybe. Now look at how hot look at how hot his mom looks now that she's he's got this record. I mean, before she was kind of frumpy when she was putting on his laundry. Now that is true. Now she when she did the aerobics, the mom got hot all of a sudden. But is is that really like a good thing for you if you're doing like a 
satanic rockers ghost bidding that your mom gets hotter that doesn't seem like a thing that you would really want to I'm happen. just saying it's a coincidence but things in, in his home life are looking up yeah now and let's also think now too he was like remember in the beginning he was sitting underneath the stairwell and they were poking holes in his milk and yeah. everything. <laughs> that and is now, true now he's got so much confidence he's walking around in his boogaloo shrimp pat benatar metal outfit <laughs> that is true i mean there was there, i've never seen anybody it's almost like the nerd guy and from just one of the guys when when he gets the makeover, that's kind of like where, like fashion wise, where, where Skippy is. But he is more on the Boogaloo Shrimp, Ronnie James Dio version. He's getting ready to go save the youth center. Yeah, I didn't get that in just one of the guys. Like everybody thought he was a nerd. Then when he started being friends with the broad, who is not a pretty girl, I don't care what anyone oh, says. Oh come on. She's not. Crazy. Well, she took him to. She took him to buy a couple of new T-shirts and some jeans, mm-hmm. and all at once now he's the hunky popular guy. He didn't get a haircut. He didn't get a makeover. He just bought some new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were a child of the '80s, you would really think from watching '80s high school movies that a, a new wardrobe would would change everything in your life. How about that? One of my favorite movies, She's Out of Control with the great Tony Danza. That's a pretty good movie, actually. At least they gave that girl a new hair and contacts, took off her braces, gave her a makeover, hoard her up. It wasn't like they just took off her glasses and all once she was the hot one at school. It wasn't like she got a new pair of shoes. And then... No, that'll... This is almost video drum like right here, huh, with the speaker growing uh, veins and shit. Where are you at on Videodrome? I love it. I see. I like it. I don't. It's not in my top I, ten list. I think maybe the second half falls apart. But okay, this is a Freddy Krueger ripoff right here with the speaker. No, no, no! That Freddy Krueger ripped this off. This came out first. No, cousin. Nightmare on Elm Street came out eighty four. This came out like eighty six. But that scene wasn't done until Nightmare on Elm Street four when he was coming out of the stomachs. No, remember the scene where Nancy, we just did the commentary a couple weeks ago, when Nancy is sleeping and he comes through the oh, wall. Oh, yeah, he came through the yeah. wall. I was distracted thinking about Johnny Depp's hairdo. That is true. That was one of the main selling points of that commentary. I told people, did you read that description? I told people I they could play a drinking game by listening to how <laughs> jealous we was of Johnny Depp's hair. I got, I, you know, I'm going to pitch you on a movie, and I think that we can write it together and try to kickstart it. How about the ghost of Sonny possesses Skype and she starts coming through to Skype? That, there was a movie I saw maybe six months ago just like that called Unfriended. I think we could do Unfriended 2, Sonny's Revenge. There you go. I never bothered to watch Unfriended. Don't do it. It's literally just people, like, it, it, like they just filmed it through Skype. You know what I mean? Like, everybody just got on Skype and they just filmed all the videos. You know, it's pretty pretty boring. Now, see, Sammy Kerr at least looks cool, even though he's wearing leather pants. I used to wear dangly earrings like that. I was, you see, I was kind of, uh, not disappointed, but I was kind of surprised by how girly he looked. And I felt like they, I felt like they only burned up half his face just to make him more like Freddy. Well, see, I kind of get what you're saying, but I gotta go back to all these, and it's it's gay as shit. There's no other way I can say it. If you were a badass evil metal rocker, that's the kind of 
fucking outfit you wore. Well, it's true. I was. You ever see that documentary, The Decline of Western Civilization, Part Two? You know, I I, I like Part One a lot, obviously, because the music. I've only seen a little bit of Part Two. I watched about half of it. I recorded it. It was actually on cable two weekends ago. I watched, just been watching parts of it here in our spare time. And the interviewer later keeps asking them why they dress like women, why they look so girly if they're trying to be tough rockers. And they actually say they just do it because it gets the girls. Yeah, because, I mean, see, and that's the other thing, like, if you if you remember all the you know all the tough guys like this music, but it was all these girls going to see like Cinderella oh, yeah. and Guns yeah. and Roses. Guns and Roses actually had musical talent, but uh, you know it was all girls going to see them. And the only guys that would go to the concerts or shows or whatever were there just to pick up the girls. Pretty much. Yeah. Now. I now who did what's her name Penelope Spiris or something yeah, like that yeah that's her I never saw her third western civilization movie for some reason it never got released yeah I don't think it really did get released that was just about like street punks right like it wasn't yeah, even really just on some type of music though it wasn't it was it was about what do you call it gutter punk street punk whatever it was yeah. from what I understand it was more about the fans of the scene at the time like not so much about the bands that it basically just documented a bunch of homeless punk kids, from what I understand. I don't know why it never got released, though. Yeah. Did she do Suburbia? Yeah, she did. That's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I got I got the old ass Roger Corman DVD of it. Um, she did uh, Boys Next Door. Yeah, I, to me, that's her best movie. Yeah, because I wasn't a Wayne's World fan. Nah, I mean it was fine for a time, but I don't know. Did she do dudes? I'm not sure. It yes. seems like a movie she would do, but I, I'm not really sure. See how Skippy's grounded for busting up his stereo here? Yeah. Because yeah, he's an ungrateful bitch, and now he's, he's got to ask the nerd, you got to go get this tape. I, I can't have this tape, because somehow if you play this tape... That's how he's going to come through the speakers at the Halloween dance but, and kill everybody. But the mom saw that the uh, stereo was possessed, though, earlier. She got scared, remember? So why would, why would she Skippy... Because she probably just thought there was a short in the wiring. Yeah. She got scared looking at this album cover. Now, now this is the point here in a second where Sammy Kerr um, jumps to the nerd friend to start getting him to do the bidding now. What did you think about that? that? To me, that part of the story didn't really make sense. I, I felt like Sammy could have just gone out on his own now. He had enough power. I don't think he needed the nerd. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know how long Satan lets you, you know, stay around in the real world. Yeah. I mean, My thing, too, and here's what I don't get. Number one, this is a two-part I don't get. Right. This guy's, like, trying to jimmy into an unlocked car. Right. With the clothes hanger. He obviously don't know what he's doing, but now, and he's wearing his toque, so obviously. He is wearing it, but he's not wearing a toque very tight. It's like, it looks like how the guy from the monkeys would wear his toque. Yeah, now here's what I get. He gets on his little bicycle, but is it like a bicycle that he had a lawnmower um, uh, engine hooked up to? Because if you watch. It's a moped, he's, right? He's I don't know, because he's pedaling it at first. See, look. Well, well, that's what you did with a moped is you had a – yeah, that's a moped. You had to pedal a moped, and then, like, your pedaling would build up the charge in the motor, and then you could, like, click it on, and it would propel you for a little bit. 
That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Yeah, I remember mopeds being around when I was a kid. They're terrible. At least the kid in my tutor had a scooter. Yeah, that's why my tutor, you know, scooter versus the moped. Well, my tutor was a good movie. It had a lot of boobs. Yeah, this is a shitty stereo system because you could tell that the tape part is really just like a little portable tape deck built in there. But by the way, going back to that scene where he broke into the car with the Tukey, now that was the rich guy's house, the the bully. Huge house, I would say a quarter of a mile long driveway. Why did the bully park all the way at the end of the driveway almost onto the street? <laughs> maybe the dad was ashamed of the old Cadillac he had. Yeah, maybe that's Kind of like in Christine, remember they made the kid park at the the fucking garage he had to pay for it they didn't want the neighbors seeing an of shit in the driveway <laughs> yeah now see going back to why I like 80s movies this scene right here at least with the nerd this shitty chair he's sitting in this shitty stereo it's like it's authenticity of 80s movies like now when they do a movie even if it's supposed to be poor people they like rent the house empty they put all the furniture like everybody looks their shit looks nice this looks like a shitty house you would go to your friend's house would look like in the 80s. It is so There's even a leather couch out there. There's paneling. Yeah. He's, he's making the, uh, with the blender, he's making the chocolate syrup milkshake. This is the shit you would do in the 80s, all that shitty wood. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- this house is a dump. You know, the bully's house was nice. You're right. Well, at least maybe on the outside. The inside could have been a shithole for all we know. Now, I've got to ask you to clarify for me here. Obviously, Sam McCurry comes in and out of, um, like, you know, stereos, like, from the music. That's that's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but, like, which I totally get. I mean, it makes sense. You know, he's coming out of the tape that the nerd stole, whatever. But why does Sam McCurry also control electricity? That I don't get. Should he control fire, if anything, because he burned up in a fire? Well, I mean, when he shoots electricity, you do burn. Mm, maybe. Now this is Maybe a cheap. He liked electro, right? He he really is like electro. Now now this had to be some cheap special effects because Sammy Curry he makes the lights flicker. That you you know that was just a guy like on his knees in the background flipping the lights on on for real quick. But you know what? But see, here's the weird thing: if they were to make that now, right. they'd have paid one hundred eight thousand dollars for some guy to CGN flicker. That is true. There, there's Al Bundy. That's the evil librarian again. Yeah. That was when she said she was going to press charges on Al Bundy, and he said, how about this? How about I tape a donut to my driver's license and slip it to you? You slip it back, and the donut has mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> donut. Uh, Mary with Children is my favorite show of all time. I can recite many episodes. I, I can tell. You know, now let, let, let's back up a second. That scene there. See, to me, that it was almost that scene exactly right there where Russ Craven got the idea for Shocker because Sammy Kerr he actually reached into the TV, pulled the librarian lady out, and when she pulled came out, like he pulled her by the throat, like he saw her getting pulled through the TV. When she came out, she was a burned up mummy. And then the nerd actually, before his parents come up, a bit of comedy there, he had to like vacuum the mummy ashes up. <laughs> yeah, but he's also trying to vacuum up big rocks of brimstone. God, I would do the mom. Yeah, the mom's actually dressed like Madonna now, and her nerdy boyfriend is dressed like Rambo. I was going to say, she's dating some kind of grease fiend over there. I know. Oh, see the boom mic? <laughs> see the boom mic? <laughs> yep, it's right over his head. Yeah. 
See, like, like that's the difference when you get a full frame movie. Like, this isn't a pan and scan. This is a full frame. Like, probably when they show this in a the theater, they just, like, cut the tops and bottoms off. So they thought you would never see that microphone in the theater. But if, if you, you want to You and know, I could make a movie that looks just like this, I think, with just, like, our own money, which would probably consist of a couple hundred bucks. Right. Like, as long as we had enough actors to play all the parts, we probably could make this movie. The only thing that would cost money would be Sammy Kerr's burn makeup, but it wouldn't cost a lot because you really, you could, you honestly. You the effects at a Halloween store. Yeah, I think they probably shot all Sammy Kerr's scenes in this movie, like where he's in the makeup burned up. I think they shot all of the scenes in the same day, cousin, because you hardly see Sammy Kerr in this movie. Now, Sammy Kerr, is he the, the real lead singer of Fast Way? I don't think so. I, I think it was an actor, yeah. Now, okay, cuz, I'm gonna who ask you. Like better? Who do you like better, Sammy Kerr or John Micklethor? Uh, that's a tough, that's a tough one. Rocket Nightmare is a horrible fucking movie. Yeah, it kind of really is. I would say Sammy Kerr, in all honesty. She looks cute there. Yeah, in the IG Magini type costume. Whatever it is, it looks hot. Yeah, it does. This, this girl is good. Look, I'm surprised she didn't get more movies back in the day. Yeah, I don't know anything about her. Yeah, I didn't really recognize her at all either. I mean, to be fair, yeah, though, she... Movie, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Yes, I have. That Obviously, the kid that played her brother is this kid's brother in real life. <laughs> yeah, they look the same. Now, cousin, I gotta ask you, what's the better high school Halloween dance? The one in this movie... Or the one Jim Carrey wins the contest at it once bitten. Once bitten, hands down. Speaking of 80s, whatever, cousin, I got my Scream Factory shipment today of I Madman and the uh, once bitten Love at First Bite double feature. Now, did you buy them at the Scream Factory site, you know, for the Halloween sale? Yeah, October, And I got magnets. Exact same price as they are on Amazon every day of the year. Exact same price, but I wanted the magnets, cousin. Last year it was coasters, wasn't it? Coasters was the summer sale, but I got magnets last year with the Halloween sale, too. How is that once bitten Blu-ray? Have you got to check it out yet? No, it's still in the shrink. It just was waiting for me when I got home from work today. We should do a commentary for Once Bitten. Oh, I would love to. You know, I was reluctant to upgrade because it didn't really get its own Blu-ray. It got a, you know, whatever you call it, split release. Yeah. So I was never quick to, but for 12 bucks, I was like, okay, I'll finally upgrade. I actually What's have... What's the other movie on there? Love at First Bite. I think that's the one where uh, George oh, Hamilton... George Hamilton. That's a great movie. Yeah, I actually liked that movie as a kid. Now, what'd you that think? That is my, one of my famous favorite lines ever when... Um... Who was the doctor in that movie? Was that um, I can't remember. I haven't seen this since I was a kid. He holds up the the Star of David, and he's like, "What do you think about that?" Count and George Hamilton looks at him. I think you need to go find yourself a nice Jewish girl, <laughs> Richard Benjamin. Oh yeah, Richard Benjamin actually was a good director too back in the day. Now, what do you okay? What do you think of Sammy Kerr taking over? I like the sequence, but Sammy Kerr just completely takes over the car like maximum overdrive. While Skippy's in it. He almost runs over a kid just as a ghost on a bicycle. That's a good stunt, the kid just jumping in the river like that. He went all Steve-O there and just did it himself. Exactly. But, uh, see, this this is what I'm talking about where I don't... Like, not that I, not that it's wrong or it's bad or it's anything, but I just don't really understand what Sammy Kerr's powers are. You know what I mean? Here's what I don't get. This car is going about... 
40. I saw it going around the turn. It's going about 20 miles an hour here. <laughs> when he makes a turn, why doesn't Skippy's punk ass just jump out the window? Yeah, you probably could, sir. I wanted to see um, what movie was playing at the theater where he drove by, but the, the transfer, like, the lighting, just the marquee was blown out. You couldn't actually read the letters. See, and here's the other thing that, here, here's his chance now to jump out. Yeah. Every time there's a barrel in these movies, the car catches on fire. That is true. I mean, the the car why lost its roof to, why now. Why is he trying to unhook the radio? He's got no roof on there. All he's got to do is jump out. Well, he, so he thinks if uh, the radio, because I guess the radio is the way Sammy Kerr like, goes to places to possess it. But, I mean, I, I don't think, it, you know, maybe now where everything in your car is connected to a computer, but this old hunk of shit, that... The radio had nothing to do with the steering wheel or nothing. I'm surprised that hunk of shit didn't have an 8-track in it. Yeah. This was some good car stuff, but it, I don't know. I have mixed feelings because I really like this car scene here. But I feel like shit like this is why Sammy Kerr didn't catch on like Freddy. It just it, All his powers are just mishmash, whatever. Well, they were enough to, obviously, for that hack Wes Craven, God rest his soul, to rip it all off for Shocker. I mean, maybe, but I don't know. But this was a good stunt, though, because you could tell right here that um, Skippy really was on the edge of the bridge about to fall off. Like, it's really him. He didn't have nothing to live for, what the hell. But he's wearing a nice jean jacket. He was. At least he, at this point in the story, he stopped wearing all that boogaloo shrimp shit. I know. He's a, he, he, luckily, he didn't try to wear his Shabadoo outfit next. Oh, yeah, not the Shabadoo. Yeah, that was the director right there, the principal and the... Um, that guy in the Groucho glass? Yeah, this guy in the Groucho glass. That's him, Charles Martin Smith. Where are you at on the Marx Brothers? Honestly, yeah, I don't really have an opinion one way or other, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I've I, seen a few of the things. I don't think... I don't see the fascination. I don't either. I don't either. When I was watching this the other night, I saw this guy in the background of one shot in a green trench coat. I thought it was a guy dressed as Reese from the Terminator, but it's just, just a kid in a trench coat. It's... There was somebody, like, dressed like a... I don't know what... It, now, here's, like, some really weird band coming out to play for yeah. him. This is almost like one of the bands from New Year's Evil... Where they come out looking like a, a punk band, but then they play disco. Like these guys are dressed like um, cock rockers, but you can tell they're like you tell they're wigs. They're not a real. I was gonna say that's a blatant wig. Yeah, they're like um, like a just like a cover band that, as a joke, is dressed like rockers. You know what I mean? You want a real good man, you get kicks from Body Slam, managed by M. Hair Smilak. That's right. Now, what do you think of Sammy hand coming out and just touching that guy and blowing him up? Well, the, the, I would have killed that guy, too, for the wig. Yeah, the wig. Sammy, at least Sam, even when he got burned up, Sammy Kerr still had real hair. I just want to know how that band knew how to follow along with him into music. Yeah. I know you're going oh, to do... This guy would be, if he was like a real singer, well, he's yeah. a good front man. Yeah, he is. I'm actually... Going to do some research right now and see who this guy was. Because now you got my interest up. I won't lie to you. I kind of like that big giant uh, chain bracelet thing he's wearing. Yeah, you actually really like, um, you actually like a horror themed jewelry, don't you? I love it. Yeah. 
That's why my one pinky ring is the hockey mask. <laughs> I know, I've seen it. Let's see. Tony Fields plays Sam. See, Sammy Kerr guy was not that um, uh, not that famous because he don't even have a picture on IMDb, and he died in 1995. Rest his soul. He's. I think he's actually really good in this. I won't lie to you. Jealous of the hair. His career began in gymnastics. Maybe he was the lead in Jim Cotta. He was. He toured with Debbie Reynolds. Says he appeared in numerous music videos, including Michael Jackson's Michael Jackson's Beat It and Thriller. See, I could kind of see that because he's dancing around on stage and everything. You can tell that's him. And he was a solid gold dancer. I like how this band even knows the backup lyrics. Yeah, they do. Let's see whatever other roles he had. Actually, not many. Almost all. Um, he was in a. He just did all dancer roles. He was in a chorus line, Thriller, Captain EO, which is a Michael Jackson movie. Uh, to be an attraction too, I believe. Yeah, it was Dance Academy. I'm not familiar. A couple uh, TV series and a movie called Backstreet Dreams. I'm not familiar. With. I don't know that either. They're obviously poor man's Johnny Lawrence is drunk, so he's gonna go try to rape the girl. At least yeah. that's what I got out of it. He was in an episode of Monsters. I know that's one of your favorite shows. You uh, know, out of all those anthology shows, which most of them, let's be honest, stink. Um, that's probably my least favorite of the bunch. <laughs> I like Monsters, but then again, I like all those movies. Honestly, cousin, I don't it, dislike them, but you think about it. Let's say out of twenty of them, one's good. Yeah. He did a couple movies right up until when he died, but he never none of them any recognizable. So he he, he was a dancer. He was not a real uh, you know rocker guy. He's pretty good though. I mean, yeah. no Jack Mac in a heart attack though. What I find funny is the real guy Tony Fields who played Sammy Kerr was born in 1958. But when you see like the Sammy Kerr report on the TV show before, they had him being born in the 40s. So he was like thirty nine, forty when he died in the movie. Like, why didn't they just use the guy, the real guy's thing and make him younger? You know? Yeah, I don't. Uh, you can see some of his latex is peeling off too. There. Yeah. On the burn, if you look on the cheek, you can see it's like coming off. Yeah, for people who don't have no clue what's really going on right now, the, he, the Sammy Kerr, the ghost, whatever demon, whatever he is, he's actually just giving a concert right now. Where every time yeah, he plays gym. at the high school gym, high school dance, where every time he plays his guitar. It shoots lightning out that kills people. But, like, at first the crowd was really enjoying seeing people explode with lightning. Yeah, now they're starting to smell, I think, all the dead bodies. <laughs> yeah, they're running away. The, even the principal, played by Charles Martin Smith, the director, he got blown up, too. This uh, is a much better dance or uh, high school prom kill scene, though, I think, than Carrie. I always thought Carrie was very overrated. Yeah, I, I think this is right up there with Carrie. Um, I think the greatest high school prom revenge scene ever is Zapped. Oh, I'll agree with that 100%. Um, I need to watch that again. I have the DVD. I just haven't watched it in a few years. I do, too. We got to do it. it. Zapped is great. Heather Thomas. Woo. Mm. 
But uh, I don't want to, you know, we, we already missed it here, but uh, earlier when they first showed the prom, you know, well, not the prom, but the, the, the high school Halloween dance, there was somebody dressed as Humpty Dumpty, like, up on the railing. Yeah. And then Sammy Kerr blew him up, and he was clearly a Humpty Dumpty dummy that blew up the second time. Well, either that or and you could clearly see some wires that he came off of right there, too. <laughs> yeah, Sammy Kerr actually grabbed a wire and flew across off a of basketball goal. See, I, I like the clown runs away there. Like, why? I thought for sure that clown was going to die, didn't you? Well, he must be a crying on the inside clown. Oh, <laughs> she's hot. See, I took it out that he was going to rape her here. I did too, and like, I didn't really understand why at this point in the story that the bully would rape this girl. Well, I mean, look at her. Look at what she's wearing. She's asking for it. <laughs> okay, okay. First of all, she's changing her... She's in her bra and shit, but she's changing her clothes in the girl's bathroom. That guy went into the g- girl's bathroom. She wasn't asking for it. She wasn't dressed in a provocative He was way. drunk, if you know to see was drunk. He was drunk, but the only reason... What do you think? The only reason I thought that he was going to rape her was because his girlfriend was in the hospital or died or whatever. See, I don't know if he's... if he... See, that's what's weird. Like, I think he's going to rape him. He's also telling her he needs to stay away from uh, Skippy. Yeah. I'm calling him Skippy because Ragman does sound awful. Yeah. I mean, we clearly said. Speaking of, what are you drinking over there, cousin? Asbury water. I got some Rockstar Zero Carb, Zero Sugar. I'm not even sure what the flavor is. It's just Rockstar Blue Can. This shit is good. I've never had this flavor. It tastes really good. I had the one that had that shitty Mad Max Fury Road picture on it. That was actually pretty good. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, it tasted good. You know who should have played his friend? The nerd guy? Yeah. Boner. Oh, that guy's actually dead now. But... Yeah, he hung himself. Yeah, in the woods. Yeah, you're... Probably you're... do that too if I was Yeah, the, the bully is trying to rape now. Wow, he just cold-cocked that girl. But see, I think that's why I was drunk, because now I think he realized, oh, fuck, what did I do? He's apologizing. He realized he's going to go to jail now. I'm surprised he wasn't taken in for questioning or arrested after that girl's ears melted. I mean, what was his criminal defense? Exactly. Okay, now Skippy shows up way too late. Sammy Kerr, he killed, not everybody, but probably, what, a fourth of the people at the dance he killed? What was tearing up the tape going to do now that Sammy Kerr already killed her? Like, Sammy Kerr, at this point in time, his original plan worked. Sammy Kerr got everything he wanted. Pretty much, whatever that was. Yeah. I never really got what the end game was. Well, I think he just wanted to, you know... And see, that's what, that's what my theory of, like, whatever was... Okay, let's say Sammy Kerr didn't die in the fire and that they let him play the high school dance... Now, do you think Sammy Kerr is the human would have killed all those kids, or what would have happened? That's why he wanted to sell his soul to the devil, so he'd come back as a demon with powers. Yeah. See, look, at he's still helping this ungrateful piece of shit out. Yeah, Sammy Kerr is electrocuting the, uh... See, this is so much like Trickster and Brain Scan. Even, like, the way he looks. And... Oh, yeah, the way he looks. That's a great... I really like... I covered that on my old show. I loved um, Brain Scan. Yeah, I did, too. I hate to say it, but I don't know. I can't. I, I, it'd be hard. I couldn't tell you if, what movie I think is better, Trick or Treat or Brain Scan. The, you know, for the similarities, they are very different, too, though. It's just more the villain, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he, he, he's, he looks like Sammy Kerr. And she, yeah. See, so they. Who, even Brain Scan ripped off Trick or Treat. I'll agree with that. 
Now they him and the girl here they team up. See, he he fucked up because when she grabbed him in that phone booth, that was the moment where they should have kissed, but instead they hugged. Yeah, well, they had already gotten the boob shot in there. These are some piss poor effects, but this Sammy Kerr does look pretty badass. I got to admit. I mean, the I don't know. I like the design. He looks cooler than Horace Pinker. Now, yeah, yeah. Now, now that we know that the real guy that plays Sammy Kerr was a dancer and not a rocker, it makes sense because he's got more of that dancer type's body. And there's that nerd. Yeah, I this is. I don't think he got killed here. I think he just got the shit knocked yeah. out of him when he got electrocuted. What did he think was going to happen prying a, a metal crowbar into an electrical panel? Obviously, he was not the smart kind of nerd. See, I like that special effect, though, of how Sammy Kerr disappeared. I thought that was really good. Yeah, especially for what this is. Mm -hmm. I like that Skippy's wearing a jean jacket. I still want those to come back in fashion. I mean, they, you know what, though? They never actually stopped selling them, though. You know what I mean? No, people just quit wearing them. Yeah. Got to put a back patch on that shit, though. Yeah. My favorite one that I had, I had I had like a jean jacket just like Skippy wearing when I was really young, but I want to say when I got to be maybe 12-ish, I had a really cool one. It was a Levi's one that had the red uh, zip-up hoodie sweatshirt uh, sewn into it. Ah, uh, I remember those. Yeah, it was cool as fuck. I even had an acid-washed one for a while. I did too. There was like one my mom bought for me because it was on clearance as a white acid wash one. I never wore I probably got it like around 92. I never wore it. And then when I got older, I just started wearing it for just as a joke. But I, start, I wore that one a lot because that's where I had like all my punk, you know, buttons and patches yeah. and everything were so for that one. You know, you know what jean jackets I really liked is um, the acid wash ones. But instead of white and blue, they're white and black. Do you remember those? Yep, I didn't have one of them, but those were pretty cool. Yeah, I would wear one of those now. Hey, by the way, fans, Famous Monsters, where they make the officially licensed products. Uh, my son got his shock, shock box today. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to drop it, there's any left at $20. Uh, I can tell you in his box he got a Monster Head pillow, a Famous Monsters shirt, an oil painting of uh, 8x10 of The Bride of Frankenstein, a comic book. Two stickers and a Godzilla lanyard, all for twenty dollars. That would was that the uh, that's the October box, right? Yep. So uh, they might still have some left. I mean, this is October thirty first today, but right. if there's any left, I would highly recommend dropping the twenty bucks for one of those. You know what I want people to do? Well, like the adults and stuff, because because we will, you know, I mean, right now Halloween's pretty much over. It's Halloween night, trick or treating's done. But I'm actually going to, I got a little more juice left in the time machine because I want to go back. I'm going to upload this show on Halloween morning. And I want the parents to listen to this show either through their phones or their iPods or whatever while they take the kids trick-or-treating. That's that's my Halloween wish. Well, I'm not going to say too much, but that Thanksgiving week, you know, when people are eating and shopping and all yeah. that, we got big surprise lined up. Uh, um, see, here's the movie theater again here, but you can never see what's playing. Yeah, that that Thanksgiving, that's going to be a uh, multi-part, I would say, wouldn't you? Multi-part oh, yeah. extravaganza. Where, Not what? that part one here, part two. They're different days. It's going to span over days. Exactly. It's going to it's going to span galaxies, right? It could. Yep. Yeah. 
Who has a security guard at that fucking shithole radio station? What would anybody steal? I mean, like, okay, back in the day, I'm assuming this is where they didn't have computers or radios to keep the station automated. So there had to be a disc jockey at all times. Like, you just have the disc jockey on the air. He could watch the place. Nobody wants to come in there. Oh, there it is. Lunch of the Dead. That's right. Lunch of the Dead. Rated R. It's a made-up title, I do believe. Yeah. Fake uh, spoof title, probably. Gene Simmons, he wasn't there. He had his thing set to be on, like, VCR timer play or something. Yeah. See, that's bullshit. Back back then, there were DJs there. They were, like, in different shifts. Yeah, they were. He was, like, the... uh, I totally forgot about that shot. Because they they showed them run down the entire fucking street so you could see that marquee. But, um... Yeah, like, uh... Wouldn't you say Gene Simmons was, like, the Johnny Fever? You know, in this movie, that's who he's modeled model after I like this here where he jumps out the window I think it just looks real cool yeah I, the only complaint about this movie there's a couple scenes like that one scene earlier where uh, Skippy was in his room when the so like there's certain scenes in this movie that go on really long they could have trimmed it 10 minutes out of this movie that's my only real complaint like I the, don't know why but why are the cops looking for Skippy <laughs> yeah they, they okay they blamed him for the high school massacre right but here's the thing, Skippy showed up after everybody died. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't there. I mean, but no. then again, he doesn't really have... There's his witness right there. I don't yeah. think he's going to help him. Yeah. Well, oh, I thought the cop grabbed the radar gun. I forgot he grabs the taser gun. He grabs it, that really weird-looking taser gun. Yeah, probably fake, wouldn't you say? Like a movie prop? I would say. I like that very Repo Man-esque right there where you see yeah, just the boots. I'm pretty sure that's where he they got the idea right there. Repo Man, good movie. A lot of feedback when a few weeks back when I posted that Repo Man poster. I had some comments on it. Oh, nice. We might have to do a Repo Man show then. Fans, if you're listening, be sure to rate us on iTunes. Be sure yeah. to like us on Facebook page, 1980s Movie Graveyard. And, and comment on the stuff we post. I, I have people give 75 likes for something I ask a question on. <laughs> yeah. Answer the question. <laughs> Answer the question. I always hated, you know, people are so dumb to click like. I see, like, random things like, my dog passed away today. Please respect my privacy. 187 people like this. Yeah, Facebook is weird. It's just easier to click the like button to say something. Now, That's what... why I don't book the face. <laughs> really? I'm having, you know, a lot of people are asking me to start booking the face again. I really don't, like, in, in your case, just because I know you a little bit, I really don't, like, know what you would do on there, in all honesty. On the book of the face? Yeah, like, I mean, you don't, I don't know. there for five minutes. Yeah. Now, when you say this movie's a little weird, in terms of, it feels like it has three different endings, because it feels like the scene where Sammy Kerr kills everybody at the school, that could be the ending. And then this part here where they're running around the house trying to, like, figure out how to defeat him, that could be in the ending. And then when they go to the radio station, that feels like that could be the ending, too. <laughs> what I don't understand is, doesn't he have a lamp in that room? It's always all tank. Yeah, yeah it is. Now, he, I, too, I, I don't really get how they, de- the way they defeated him don't, doesn't make much sense. Well, it's just that they finally destroyed the, uh, the tape, that was, the last tape that was at the radio station, right? Yeah, but so then did he become human? I mean, he did, but I just don't get it. Well, we'll get to it. At this point in time, they're they're like they're not even trying to defeat Sammy Kerr, really. They're just trying to survive, and he keeps jumping around. 
And uh, See, now if I was him, I'd be like, Sammy, I'm sorry. I was an ungrateful fuck. I'll hold this bitch down, let you kill her. What can I do to help you out? See, but I, I don't know. Again, like Sammy Kerr, and that's why I just think he's a demon wreaking havoc at this point is he really of does. he's a demon. That's why he sold his soul to Satan to become a demon. But don't when you sell your soul, once you go to hell, aren't you just like a slave? Like, why would you have all this power? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. <laughs> Again, Sammy Kerr with the flickering lights. He's probably getting mad, like, why ain't there no fucking lights in this house? It's all yeah. dank looking. But I don't even really understand why he wants to kill Skippy that bad at this point. He's mad at him. Probably like, you ungrateful fucking nerd. Is it because he re- got you? I could have got you Mallory if you hung on with me for a while. Oh, he Skippy uh, threw the hamper at him, <laughs> and it made Sammy Kerr's arm fall in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, so they figured out, obviously, he's electric. You can You can electrocute him. If you throw him in a water, hit. for some reason when Sammy Kerr touches water, I like when he, his arm starts getting sucked down the toilet. When Sammy Kerr, even though he sh- freely shoots electricity, once he touches water, then his own electricity shocks him, right? That's how it works. Well, I think that's how. Now, wouldn't you then, okay, let's you're in the bathroom, right, by the shower? Right. Wouldn't you have just turned the fucking shower on and started drenching Spraying. him right there? Yeah, and instead they come up with the plan to... Uh, 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 go to the radio station, but Skippy's trying to get it with his mom's car. He's trying to get the radio out, but it's too late. Sammy Kerr takes the car over. The station wagon. It looks a lot like the station wagon from Can't Buy Me Love. It does. Now, is it just me or this scene of the car driving? Don't it seem like they 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 okay? They it's like going backwards, like they. They drove the car forwards, but then they rewound the film. Yeah, that that was clearly a backwards frame shot. Yeah. I bet this bitch is finally starting to be like, I can't believe I've tried to be friends with this nerd. Look at all the shenanigans he's got me into on Halloween. Now they're going to steal the cop car, which they're able to get the radio out of in time. I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing Sammy Kerr wouldn't have got him. Oh, now here goes I have the a hard mom's... time believing Sammy Kerr would still be driving the station wagon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, don't you think? Okay, Maximum Overdrive was also a Delorentis movie that came out the year after this. I think Stephen King stole some shit out of this movie too. Because Sam... Stephen, Stephen King is the most overrated fucking writer and movie guy in the fucking universe. Okay, I love Stephen King, but this is one thing about Stephen King: a, I don't understand, and b, uh, whatever. Stephen King is a huge, and I mean huge, Harry Potter fan, defender, supporter of it. I I find that strange. I don't, you know, I think some of his books obviously are clearly better than the movies. But in all honesty, I don't think the books are really that good either. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I I, I have this, uh, I think Stephen King has some shitty books just because he's wrote a lot of books. But I think, um, I don't know, I think some of his books are great. Like, to me, Salem's Lot is his best book. That I haven't read all his books, but the, the ones I have read, I think Salem's Lot. One that the book actually is way better than the movie, unfortunately, is I think Thinner is actually a pretty decent book, but a kind of average you movie. Know, I don't mind that movie. I don't hate it like a lot right. of people do. Yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, I like the movie for what it is. It's one of my favorite horror directors, Tom Holland, who did Fright Night. But, um, 
The book's actually better. I don't, I couldn't even really tell you why. Just the book is better. I tell you the the one that um, that I kind of I wasn't I was a big fan of Christine, but that's John Carpenter. He just kind of used right. that book as a blueprint. I think he even admits that. So yeah, it, it wasn't real um, similar to the book, really. Stephen King, he just now he's just gonna remake all his shit as TV movies. Pretty much because when it, like a movie studio won't give him money to do it, but a TV show would. You know what I mean? The, movie, the one movie I really liked was The Mist. Oh, I love the movie The Mist. It's really good. I like it. I think because it had a, such a downer fucking ending. Every once yeah. in a while, I like to see a downer ending. Oh, I'm with you, hundred percent. It like it actually is more hardcore than the book, which usually is the other way around. All right, now we got to talk about this now. Is the radio station, and I guess because that's where um, the last tape of the evil song is that plays backwards and it's playing on the radio right now. Because it's playing on the radio right now, Sam Curry can possess any car, any place with a radio. But the state, the radio station, like the whatever DJ booth, there's shit like flying around in the air, like the telephone and shit. It looks like that kid's room in Poltergeist where all the toys are flying around. What do you think of that? It It didn't make any sense. Why would you be trying to junk the place that you're antennaing out of? Right. But what they said, though, they said, like, all that shit flying around the room was, like, protecting or stopping people from coming in and getting the tape. Which, I mean, it's just, I, don't know. I, mean, I mean, couldn't you slap that telephone out of the air that's flying around? Like, you know, I was going to say, you know, I mean, I can see electricity stopping you, but I'd like to think an empty pot from a potted plant I could swat out of the way. Right. Skippy finally kissed the girl there. Finally. Finally. Let's say it again. Michael J. Fox should have had a cameo in this. You know, if they would have made this movie, what, probably four years earlier, I bet he would have. If they remade this, Michael J. Fox should play Sammy Kerr. I don't think that. Michael J. Fox is like in his 50s now. I don't think he could pull off that role. I think Johnny Depp could. Oh, Johnny Depp. For, you know, Johnny Depp, I mean, you, the style of the character, I don't think it would be a hair rocker, but Johnny Depp actually has a music album right now. With his, he's, he's in a super group. It's got all these famous musicians in it. And you know who could play Skippy? Who? Justin Bieber. Oh, I, no. I, I have to disagree with you on that part. Well, you have to get like a punk kid now. Justin Bieber's punk. <laughs> Justin Bieber's not punk. Yeah, he is. he's breaking the law, getting in all the trouble like Sid Vicious. I don't know about that. I think he's more of a wankster hip-hopper at this point. No, I'm not a Bieber, Bieber, whatever they call his fans. Belieber, right? Belieber, is that it? You know who be? Normally I'd say Donnie Wahlberg would be a a good uh, semi-cur, but the the food soured me. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Wahlberg just sucks. You know, you know, like, realistically, I mean, because I don't think you would get Johnny Depp in a trick-or-treat, like, whatever remake. If you remade this movie for a couple minutes, you know who would actually be really fucking good? Like, seriously. Jay Muse? No, no. Jay Muse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and think about his look, his hair, everything, cousin. Corey Feldman. Too short. Yeah, but you you could put. Remember the rockers used to wear those like uh, heel boots. You could oh, put yeah, them. Oh yeah, you could have it. Um, um, yeah, what are those things called? Mm-hmm. I know with the lips. Platforms. And, yeah. Platforms. Platforms. 
Yeah, but Corey Feldman would come out and he'd be like, he couldn't, he'd electrocute his balls going, shamal, grabbing himself. With the greasy hair. Oh, okay, this is what I don't understand is, is uh, Sammy Curtis trapped in the back of the cop car. Can't he, because, you know, like the wire mesh, like whatever right there, couldn't he shoot the electricity through the wires to get skippy? Well, here's what makes no sense. He comes out of the radio. Right. Shouldn't he have came out in the passenger seat? Well, well, no, they they uh, they threw a portable radio in the back seat. That's why he was that's trapped. Right. That's right. And Skippy drives the cop car off the same bridge that his other car got hung up off of, but his other car is gone now. Did the police come and get that car already? Well, it's probably yeah, it's probably been taking it for evidence. Yeah. And, I'm and trying to figure out why Skippy didn't jump out of the car before it went off the bridge. Well, yeah. Do you, do you think uh, if you was in the driver's seat? I mean, that was probably, what would you say, at least 100 feet drop off the bridge I, I into the water? You would have been, been killed, I think, when you hit the water on impact. Wouldn't, at that rate of speed and all that, and the way the car just nosedived down in the water, wouldn't it smash the windshield in your face and cut you up? I would think you'd be knocked cold. Yeah. This bitch napping on the job. What hard work smashing up a stereo. So while Skippy was uh, driving Sammy Kerr off a bridge into water, which I guess water defeats him, that's when she broke in and destroyed the last remaining copy of the evil song. What'd you think on the exploited cinema? Uh, Bat 32 and J-Dog had a theory, more so bad, that Gene Simmons was behind all this and he was really the devil. Mm. I didn't buy into that theory. I mean, like, well, I have my own theory, obviously, which I've been putting out there. But I, it, it's, I mean, I could see that. But Gene Simmons had so little screen time, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, I can't see Satan wearing some shit kicker hat. Yeah. Well, I don't. But Gene Simmons would be a good devil in a movie, don't you think? Eh. Okay. I'll give. Okay, here's what I'll give Gene Simmons credit for. Right. He was good in that. Was it was Wanted Dead or Alive? The Rucker Hauer one. Yeah. He was he good was in that. Awesome. Runaway, I, I didn't like Runaway, the Tom Selleck movie. I didn't like that movie at all. Runaway was more of a comic booky movie where one of their lives, like he was playing a badass terrorist. And I like that. And I'm not a big Rutger Hour fan. I think he's overrated as all hell. Right. Like Split Second is a horrible movie. Hobo with the Shotgun, I like. The only problem I had with Hobo with the Shotgun is at about the 50 minute mark, I was bored. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Special makeup effects created by Kevin Yeager. This is the man who took over the Freddy Krueger makeup, I believe, beginning with part two. I think he did parts two, three, and four. We need to do a Nightmare on Elm Street 2 here down the road. We do, but I I mean, there's what, five, we figured this out on another show. There's five Elm Street movies we can do. I just thought, we're only, we, this show ain't even been around, what, two months. I don't want to blow our Elm Street load too quick. No, because I'm pretty sure the fans are really wanting more Charles Bronson, too. Judging from those download numbers, yeah. But it, but but again, we can only do two more Death Wishes, so instead of blowing our Death Wish load, let's see if we can find some other Bronson movies to do. He did so many in the 70s, though. He did, but he did a lot of canon ones in the 80s, like 10 to Midnight or whatever. Was he the in the movie Fat Guy Goes Nutso? Was that him? No, but if they would have made a movie called that, I'm sure it would have been. 
Charles Bronson, I don't care what anybody said, he was fat. He was so overweight and fat. Damn right he was fat. I'm just going to agree with you that so we don't have to have that argument again. There you go. We've had enough argument about the, the right way to sell your soul and become a demon. <laughs> yeah. Fan, I want to let the fans decide which way Sammy Kerr became a demon. When we post this, uh, whatever, links to the show on Facebook, uh, in the comments below, tell us, was Sammy Kerr really the demon, or was it a demon pretending to be Sammy Kerr? We'll even, to remind everyone, we're going to even maybe post that as well, the poll the next right. day, too. Exactly. Please answer, fans. Please do. And be sure to rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook. That's the <laughs> 1980s movie graveyard. And visit Slow Hand Radio. That's slowhandradio.com. That's right. But if you can't do all of that and you can only do one thing, tell us what you think about Sammy Kerr. That's what we really want to know. And if you're friends with Goat on the Facebook, take his poll that's going up. Uh, oh, yeah. It's currently up right now. Is it? It is right you now. have to vote. Well, you know, t- time machine wise, it's up right now. I can't vote. I'm not on the Facebook. Now, do you see the music credits here? There was a song called "The Haunted House of Rock" performed by Houdini. Wasn't Houdini a rap group? Thought it was a magician. Well, yeah, but Houdini in the '80s was a rapper. Fastway filmed on location DG Film Studios, Wilmington, North Carolina. Back in the day when they thought North Carolina was the new Hollywood. Thank you, Pepsi, Cola, and Adidas. And Perrier. Perrier makes some good uh, water. Yeah, makes some fine water. And, uh, this I like mo- the lemon lime. This motion picture photo play is protected. I've never really heard of a movie called a photo play before. <laughs> I haven't either. Uh, oh, okay. Like Dynamite was filmed in ultrasonic stereo video. I, I was going to say, you saw that a lot on 80s movies at the end, recorded in ultra stereo. What was ultra stereo? Here we get another shitty clip of Ozzy Osbourne pretending to have short hair. <laughs> that ends the movie. I'm assuming it was just louder than normal stereo. Right. Is your stream still completely black and hasn't gone back to a menu yet? Yeah, it, um, this DVD is weird. It, it keeps a black screen up. And I, and I even like was sitting there watching it the first time the other day. Yeah, this, this DVD just goes to black for like two minutes before it goes back to the menu. I would recommend the DVDs out of print. Depending on where you look for it, it ranges from five dollars to two hundred and eighty-seven dollars. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't pay. I'll be honest with the fans. I bought a used copy for six eighty-six. <laughs> Don't yeah, buy two eighty-seven. No, I would say if you can find it under twenty, buy it. Um, then again, I don't know. I I'm assuming the reason the collector's edition has never come out, which I remember Anchor Bay was going to do for the anniversary. Uh, my logic is probably something to do with musical rights. That seems to be what holds everything up nowadays. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, so that's it for Trick or Treat. Halloween, unfortunately, is our... We put all our time travel tricks out to make this Halloween last, didn't we, Corey? Yeah, I don't think there's any juice left in the time machine now. No, we'll have... Yeah, we'll have to let the time machine rest. I'll have to find another homeless guy... With some magic batteries or whatever the fuck powers this Whatever thing. the fuck. You get some kind of time juice. I know. So, yeah. So, uh, we just want to thank you for standing by with us or sticking with us through the first ever 1980s movie, Graveyard Halloween. Where, where we actually did... I mean, we, did, we covered a couple horror movies this month, but we technically did two Halloween shows. <laughs> 
we did well we had the halloween four which is just you know an october show but yeah. because of all the support the fans have given us we we recorded this just to put a special episode up for you on halloween exactly just an extra treat in your bag on halloween we, night here we got some good shows coming up month of november and then we got the the week of thanksgiving is gonna be big it is but um thank you happy halloween leave you guys on that our final show for the halloween era and uh Speaking of trick-or-treating, I guess it was kind of a trick on us because our numbers nosedive as soon as we went to the all-horror format, didn't it? It did. Hey, fans, let us know if, if you prefer, because there's enough other shows out there that talk nothing about horror. If you prefer us yeah. to do comma, drama, the action, then just let us know. Yeah, you never know. Ne- next next, next Halloween, we might do like five episodes in October, none of them horror. We could just get to do that. I'm thinking doing chick movies all next Halloween. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> but you better look out for Giallo Arbor Day fans. That's right. Next Halloween will be John Hughes Tober. <laughs> you go. All right. Bron Tober. Charles Bronze. Bronze Tober. There you go. All right, everyone. This is the GOAT signing off. Happy Halloween. Hope you guys had a good one. Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs>